Hello, and welcome to the Half-Blind Hecklers, episode 109. We have a lot of stuff to cover today. It's going to be a very, very interesting show. But Closer. before we get into all of that, once again, we have the one who can see with us, Danny. How are you doing Adam. today after doing. being negligent and missing Tuesday? They're doing very well, actually. You know, <laughs> I love that kind of like welcome. Oh, uh, no, no it's the a nice it's very, very hard. Um, but I, I just bounce bounce back, you know. I have that resilience about mm. me to kind of make it work. And I'm so happy. They're officially gone. Like, I, I've been in, into several stores. Mm -hmm. And, like, at the beginning, it was like, well, a lot of people were still wearing them. I'm starting to see that kind of slowly. People are starting to slowly abandon the mask. And I'm like, yes, yes. What numbers do you Like, from where I've been. Cause like I've been I've been into uh, Superstore once and Walmart once and yeah. McDonald's once and McDonald's yeah. was like fifty fifty. Walmart was like one in five weren't wearing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was it's, like, it's this kind of, is low. It really depends on which store you go to. Apparently, the mall is the worst. Uh, the mall is. Uh, me. People people have told me that the malls were just jam packed full of them. So. Uh, on the day of the the, the 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 official day when they repealed it, when it, it was finally final, I went around. I was in Valley Village. I was like, "Hey, like, did you hear the good news?" And I just kind of told everyone I, I walked by, and like, I think a third of the people that I told, like, like some of them were like, "Oh, thank God, they just ripped them off," and they're like, "Thank goodness." And then some of them were just like, "That's cool," and then they just kind of kept on with their masks. And then the other, the other, but like a whole bunch of them, so like, they're like, oh, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna keep it on." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, yeah. well, part G." I, I just didn't make a big deal of it, mm -hmm. but it's amazing. It's that whole thing that people have been so indoctrinated, so yeah. trained and conditioned to basically like the mask is normal that it's just odd. It's like they can't, they oh, can't imagine going around without it. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. It's very powerful. The the conditioning it's it's conditioning oh, it is. and the conditioning has been very powerful. So, but it's nice that, a lot of places are, are uh, like a lot of people are, are leaving it, but it sucks that a lot of stores are keeping the policy in place. That yeah. that would that was something I didn't expect. I and I was like, that, that sucks. I really? was like, there's gonna be places like the places because like you and I have both been involved with some of these groups, and the groups are like, okay, yeah, like these places don't accept exemptions in any form. I'm like, mm -hmm. those are gonna be the places most typically. That will still say max masks are required for like the next two years. Oh yeah, no, I mean those places I won't shop at anymore. Oh no, I feel like they. they I will they, never darken their. They've lost my business. Like co-op, I I hate to say it, I I will not go to co-op no. anymore. No. no, I just I I think that that was a terrible policy. It's discrimination. It's, it's blatant it discrimination. It was blatant discrimination. I I don't like it. So I I I stopped. I chose. I'm like I'm not shop. I'm not supporting them. But stores like uh. Like you know, Superstore, Valley Village, um, yeah. like you know, like even like Seven Eleven, like their their employees still have to wear them, and yeah. and and it gets to the point where it's just like, ugh, it's so frustrating because uh -huh. they're abusing their power without like any science totally. behind it. Yeah. So it's terrible. So anyway, let's launch into it. Let's launch into it. <laughs> let's into all the other stories before we go Get on into and this. on on our endless oh, rants about Man. municipal and provincial policies. Rant complete. So, rant complete for now. We'll talk a little bit later yeah. in other stories. But going right in, jump Trump 
not jump, Trump sues jump. <laughs> jump right in. And yeah. Trump sues big tech CEOs Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. He's also suing Google CEO uh, Sandar. Oh, I forget the name of this person. They're probably going with a story. <laughs> Sundar, Sundar Pashai. Sundar Pashai. Uh, so I almost said a it mouthful. Right. Yeah. Although I think the way that Trump said it, like if you find a clip of Trump saying it, it's hilarious because he's like <laughs> Sandar Pukai. <laughs> <laughs> so Pukai. former President Trump, who has been banned from most social media platforms, announced the class action suit. Wednesday against Czech giants Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, along with their respective CEOs Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, and Sundar Pakai. The lawsuit represented represents the latest developments in the blow-up between Trump and big tech companies such as Facebook and Twitter regarding censorship and content moderation. For his role in the January 6th Capitol riot, Facebook banned Which Trump... zero. Yeah. For the platform, until at least January 2023, Twitter permanently banned him, and YouTube, which is owned by Google, indefinitely banned him. It's like, it's like the Olympics. Like, who can ban him harder? Mm -hmm. I can ban him harder, and it'll be the best. That would be the best band ever. Best You'll never see a better band. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like, the case for his lawsuit is very strong. Oh, Jesus. Like, good. the First Amendment infringement by banning the sitting president of the United States for not doing anything wrong. Like anybody who actually analyzes January 6th and what Trump did on January 6th yep. looks at that and say, well, his verbiage might not have been the best, but he certainly didn't do anything that was criminal. And he didn't use his, any of his various platforms to incite anyone to violence. He did the opposite. But all these big tech platforms and the Democrats and the establishment media all try and say, Trump incited this massive insurrection and tried to overthrow the government. Yeah, I think that there's something that something that should be like noted, and this is something that uh, I think Tim Pool was talking about, is that we like there's this belief that people have that every one of these entities, from the media to social media to the government, that they're all separate entities and there's no no overlap, which is nonsense because there's clearly overlap in so many cases where social media acts like a bit like the enforcer for like the government, sometimes for the media, and there's a lot of overlap. And so people who make the case that like uh, the First Amendment only really applies to government institutions, it's like, well, it's not that simple because like big tech is extremely uh, almost like interconnected and has way too many ties to government uh, agencies and government uh, actors and all that, that it basically acts. It's It's like, imagine being... Um, like, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know, one of those mafia bosses, like, you don't, you don't do something obvious. You find little, like, you know, like little, like under the radar ways to enforce, like, you know, your policies, right? Yeah. This is what they're doing. The government's like, well, we can't infringe on people's like right to speak. So we're going to do this like back channel way of getting these companies to do it for us. So it's not as clear cut as, oh, this is a private company. You know, they can do what they want. It's like, well, no, they're there there's a lot of overlap so it's yeah it's difficult to make the case that these are they're just acting completely independently of any government entity i'm like no nah, no nah, they're not yeah and of course like we've been over a long time ago about how google and these other organizations facebook and youtube and twitter and whatever they 
are a massive violation of basic tenets of antitrust. Mm-hmm. They have monopolized, like Google especially, Google has monopolized a whole whack of the internet. Mm-hmm. And along with Google and Amazon collectively, have monopolized web services. Yeah. It's terrifying. The best example is Parler. It is Parler. Parler was the most perfect example of them weaponizing their power and working in a way that eliminates competition because Parler was a real threat. Oh, it was. And like a lot of, like right before January 6th, right before Amazon Web Services refused to host Parler, there was a trans, there was a movement. And oh, what was it called? It was the. Quexit. That's what they called it. It was the massive exodus of Twitter users after they banned Trump to go to to go to Parler. Yep. And during Twexit, our Parler page, which is now like pretty much inaccessible because Parler has not been able to find a functioning web service to actually host their services. Prior to them being shut down, I've mentioned this quite a few times. Prior to that, we had thirty seven thousand followers on Parler. Mm-hmm. And then it got shut down. And I'm like, ah! oh, this is like yeah. our primary source of getting views and commentary and interactions, and it was gone overnight. And and like, there's there hasn't really been any 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 alternative, which is no part of the reason why this is such a big problem because they control like the messaging, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they control who hears you. That's the other problem. They do control who hears you. Like that's why when we post things that go against the mainstream collective of YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and everything, we say everything they don't want us to say, YouTube shut us down. Within 6 to 12 hours of us posting a video about masks, they sh- they took our entire channel down and in- in- indefinitely banned us. To be fair, I did call it. I told you like, did. are you sure you want to do that? Like, are you sure? Like, it sounds like, like you're like, nah, it's fine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yep. Well, I was like, they can't do this if we have a whole bunch of studies or sources and be like, oh, wait, yeah, they will. Oh, uh, yeah. How much have you been watching Steven Crowder? <laughs> like... Yeah, I should have <laughs> learned. Well, he, he hadn't had his, like, super big, crazy smackdowns by then. No, it, but it was pretty obvious it that, was, like, even, 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 like, fully sourced, fully, like, like you know, like, they're, they're following WHO, CDC. That, that wasn't enough. I was still yeah. like, you know, they, they still found a way to like uh, penalize it. So mm-hmm. I figured it would do something. Yeah, it's it's really scary how much control and how much dominance that these big tech organizations have. Like, I think I was talking with Tate a while back, and these organizations collectively mm-hmm. easily have more power than pretty much any sitting government in terms of information access and consumption. Yeah, that's why it was such a big deal when, like, I think it was Uganda. Uganda yeah. decided before their election, like, we're shutting down Twitter because then, there's oh, yeah, way too hilarious. much election interference. And Twitter's like, well, this is terrible. This, this is a violation like, of everyone free has speech. Right, yeah, everyone has a right to, like, you know, be heard. It was like, uh-huh, you're not the person to make that case, sir. Yeah. Sorry. I think the best <laughs> response to that would be like, yes, and where can I find the Hunter Biden story? Ah, <laughs> it's like, not with you. That's right. It's going to happen. Yeah, the the big tech monopolies are... I hope they get a real smackdown with this case. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope that it comes before some really serious, really, like, originalist, constitutionalist judges who say, yeah, 
you are far too powerful for your own britches, and you are contro controlling and brainwashing what people see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is nice because uh, I like that Trump is Trump is leading the charge mm -hmm. for something that really have, people have been calling for for ages. Yeah. Like somebody has to go after these tech companies because they're basically they've gone drunk with power. They're out of control, and they know it. So they can act with impunity right now, which they feel like they can get away with pretty much anything. And that means that you need to make some very serious, like, full frontal assaults and start getting these companies, like, you know, like, put, put a little feet, uh, uh, little fire to their feet. So this is a good step. I, I, I'm actually really, really step. happy about it. But talking about acting as though they can get away with anything, let's talk about this gay yeah. choir. That was epic. Epic. Was epic. So we're nice. coming for your children. San Francisco Gay Men's Choir sings in viral video, and we'll watch part of that viral video in just a few minutes. Yes. So, as initially reported by Not the Bee, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, first established in 1975, has released a new original song in which they declare they're coming for your children. The verses in the song directly mock the fears of parents who attempted to keep their children away from the media that pushes the LGBTQ agenda, claiming that families will not be able to protect their little ones from gay propaganda. Oh, but I thought there wasn't an agenda. Oh, I, I know. I thought that was just in your imagination. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, we were totally told that this was we just something that, that that's was just a, a myth. Pigment of our imaginations. Yeah. Whimsical. So, so, some of the lines from the video saying, you say we all lead lives you don't respect, but you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll yeah, convert you your should children. Probably lead this, you should probably lead this to the video. It's more yeah, creepy. When it's you way creepier. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll talk about some pastors who were discussing the video. So this is yeah. the video, and be warned, it's super scary. It's awful. We all lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. Yeah. It's the face. We'll so convert creepy. your children. Like... Happens bit by bit. Subtly, and you will barely notice it. Just like you worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night to protest. But when you'll be disgusted, so when they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight, we'll convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all, there's really no escaping. Z's gayer than grinder. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Like this is really, really scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Thankfully. It, it's been receiving wide notice on social media and wide negative impact. Mm -hmm. They thought like, hey, we're going to be so funny. It's like, so oh, crap. Like, yeah. See, this is the problem is that, um, okay, so like like I was telling you before, like the, think about the, the, the context here. Okay. People, like if, 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 if we made this about like either about Islam or like, or about Judaism, or about Christianity. Christianity, obviously, but like, imagine like Christians 
saying like, oh, we're coming for your kids. Yeah. We're going to convert them to Christianity. We're going to make all these like secret clubs. And you're not going to know anything about them. And pretty soon we're going to turn your kids into Christians without your knowing. And it's like, you know, people would be outraged. Oh. And you know what? I, I would agree because like if the way that you do it is important. The problem is that they're that it's not so much that they're saying, oh, we want to like, you know, you know, we want to convince kids that like this yeah. is good. We want to convince them. They're saying that they're gonna do it in secret. They're yeah. saying that they're gonna do it without your knowledge and that you can't do anything about it. And that they're basically like saying, We have we can do what we want and you can't stop us. That is the problem. Yeah. That is the issue. And they're doing it so flagrantly. It's horrible. Like one thing I noticed that one, I don't know if you've noticed that one guy, the second speak, the second uh, singer, mm -hmm. he was like, we're making the world a nicer place. Yeah. Full owning, like complete bull crap. Because like, and I, and I will be, I'll be, I'll be very honest about this. Some of the meanest and most harsh people on the internet and in real life, like when it comes to the LGBT issues are not the people who are opposed, you know, you know, like LGBT issues and all that are the actual LGBT people themselves. Yeah. They're horrible, really horrible people. Yeah. I've seen They're some exceptionally absolutely vicious and vindictive people from the LGBT community. And it's it's like the ratio is not even close. Like you think like, oh, it's like one through like in the mask, in the mask issue, like people who are mean about like, you know, wearing a mask. Oh, you should be wearing a mask. I'm like, it's kind of a like I I it's kind of equivalent, I found. Like there's there's yeah. an evil amount of people on both sides doing the same thing. And I'm like, it's not great, but it was fairly even, I found, at least my, from my own experience. Yeah. But in this, it's not even close. It's not even remotely close. People who were in the gay community, who were actual gay themselves and left the gay community, speak of some of the horrible things that, like the mistreatment, the vindictiveness, the absolute cruelty. There's like almost like a cruelty in how they treat them and how they like throw them out and all that. It's it's a hidden shame of the of the gay community where they are they're some of the most vindictive and hard and, and and just like mean people and they're they're excused from their horrible like ways that they talk and they 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 scream at people and all that kind of stuff because they're victims so-called mm -hmm. right that's the whole critic you know crit the hierarchy um, of victimhood yeah the qu queer theory that they're victims so they're not responsible for their their evil you know whatever they say or do right but it's like he's when he says that there is a kinder world, it's only a kind world within the bubble. Yeah. But like I'm I I would be willing to bet money. I would be willing to bet money that that guy who said that they're making a kinder world has probably said some horrible things and some very vindictive and very like mean things yeah. to many people, and particularly people that he doesn't like. Disagrees with ideologically. Yeah, it's a show. It and, is. and like things like this, they show this pretty face, but it, and see in in places that nobody sees. Like it's I I I can't tell you how many people I've met from the LGBT community. Like I'm not saying that they're all like this, but the most active, like the most outspoken, they are pretty harsh. And I can't tell you how many people I've met from that community that are very very like very, very mean and very, very mean. Yeah, yeah, like it's, as it's quite impressive. as a parent with kids. They get worse when you have kids. Because yeah. they make it very clear that they they want your kids to hate you. Yeah. Like, I, I've been told probably a hundred times, I hope your kids, like, wish for your death. 
Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is how you're behaving to a complete stranger online? Really? But thankfully, as I was saying, there has been a lot of negative repercussions from this and negative feedback. So, rightly so. The message is really horrible. It is really horrible. Multiple pastors began discussing the video on Twitter, warning that it illustrates the need for churches to preach boldly against the influence of modern media. Seminary pa professor in ethics and public policy fellow Andrew G. Walker said, but remember everyone, it's the religious conservatives who spend their day plotting the next chapter of the culture of war. That's true. Everybody assumes that Christians and whites are the ones that are in charge of the patriarchy and taking oh, over the right. world right. and all We're these the things. Oppressors, yeah. We are the oppressors and they are the victims. And anytime that anything goes against any of us, it's just, it's not reparations, but it's, it's karma. It's, mm. uh, it's an action that we deserve simply for being white and straight and Christian. Yeah. And this, this is also like a, it's also a worldview problem here. Because one one of the things that's underlying this entire message that all these gay people are saying, all these, these gay choirs saying, the whole that one of the beliefs that they have is that parents do not have the right to their children, that their children are wide open at that they are they are pretty much fair game to anybody, and that is horrifying because the parents, one of the number one responsibilities of parents that every parent should have and every parent should take very seriously is to protect their children. The number one person that should be protecting their children is parents. If a, if a kid goes wild and goes in some drunken, like, you know, gets drunk and steals a car and goes and kills somebody, who is the number, who's the first person we're going to blame? The parents, because mm -hmm. they're responsible for their children and not only yeah. for how they behave, but what they do, what they, they have access to, all that kind of stuff. But here, the belief that they have is that it's the same belief that school um, uh, teachers, unions, and all these other people have is that, like, Parents have no right to their kids. They're open. They're open. They're fair game that anybody can have access to them. And we have the right to take your kids from you and to indoctrinate your kids. And that under that completely undercuts everything that um, that that goes on. So I think that goes well into the next story because mm -hmm. the idea is that we can do what we want with your kids, and parents have no right to them. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it goes really well because, of course, the next story is about the residential schools. And I know the residential schools are something we've discussed quite a bit here, but it's a very prominent topic, especially here in Canada. And there's been a lot of blowback and they found a lot of unmarked graves. But there's also been some fairly serious incidents like we covered on Tuesday or like I covered on Tuesday about burning down churches here in Canada. Yeah, but this is a this is a bit of a different story in regards to that. So Chinese diplomat party newspaper post cartoon of Trudeau on indigenous skulls escalating campaign. Beijing goes a bold step further in denouncing Canada's criticism of its mistreatment of Uyghurs. So I don't see the cartoon right away, but the cartoon it, depicts it's a little bit down. Keep, keep going down. Keep going. Oh, down. there it is. Let's see if I can open up the page for it. Okay, we stole your land, we killed your men, we buried your child, let's reconcile. And of course, it's Trudeau. See the skulls underneath, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not something that's subtle in any way. No, but let me let me say something about this that I think it's important. Okay. 
right now there's a bit of a battle, a PR battle. Okay, there's two possible people you can blame that uh, that should be responsible for what happened to residential school. Okay, yeah. one is the government. The government. What? Okay, so I studied this in school, and so and I th I don't think a lot of people know like really the big picture of what happened. What this is, the residential school program was initiated by the Canadian government. What they felt and what they believed was, okay, like all these like native reservations, all these like commitments that we made to the natives, they're becoming very difficult. They're, they're a huge problem. Like, you know, like it's a, it's a big burden on Canada. And so Canadian, the Canadian government kind of decided, hey, how can we solve the, na the natives problem, you know, in a, in a more effective long-term way? And their idea was that, okay, the problem is that all of these children keep getting taught and indoctrinated by their parents and by their grandparents about the native culture. And it's just like a perpetuating cycle because they keep being taught the same things. And so we're going to have another generation. It's just going to keep going forever. Yeah. So their, their view was if we can teach the kids how to be Canadian, how to be Western English, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, like pupils, we can break that connection. And suddenly these kids will stop being native and they'll become Canadian citizens and they'll just kind of do their thing. What they did, though, was horrible. They decided that this was now mandatory and like nobody had the right to say no. No parent, no grandparent had the right to, to withhold their children. And so what happened was all of these children were taken by force by the Canadian government. They sent RCMP officers to native reserves and they forcibly removed, they literally forcibly grabbed the children, removed them by force and nobody could stop them. It was like, if you try to interfere, you're sent to jail. This is a horrible thing. And, mm -hmm. the, and the, the purpose of it was even more horrible. They wanted to destroy the connection between the children and, and their, their parents and grandparents. This is a horrible idea. Okay. So that's what the government did. Then what happened is these kids are, are placed in these schools and these schools are managed by like, you know, like different, uh, different uh, church organizations. So everything from the Methodist church to the Catholic church to the Presbyterian church, there was different churches that basically oversaw these residential schools, you know, throughout. Right. And yes, a lot of terrible, horrible, awful things happen in all these schools for a lot of complicated reasons. And I'm not saying that the churches are not responsible for, you know, at the time for what they did and, and maybe covering it up because it's like the dirty little secret that happened, right? I'm not saying that that's not true, but mm -hmm. I'm saying that people are completely excusing the government for their role and they're just focusing on the churches are responsible. Like, no, none of this would have happened if the government had not initiated this program. And one of the lessons, a big lesson that we're not learning is that Right now, the government is doing the exact same thing in just different clothing. It's a completely the same thing. They are basically saying, we have a right to your children. We have a right to, uh, if we want to turn them transgender, we have the right to do that. And you can't stop us. We have the right to indoctrinate your children in schools. And you can't stop us. We have the right to, uh, to get your kids vaccinated. And you can't stop us. It's the exact same thing thing in a modern dress and the problem is that the lesson isn't being learned because what happens is like i was saying to steven trudeau is basically a modern day gaston he's this pretty boy with a small brain but like you know a lot of ambition and who likes to like 
like bully people to get his way. And that's what he does. And right now, he is hijacking this crisis in order to uh, to basically like push a, that the idea that Canada is racist and we have a racist problem. Well, I agree that Canada was racist back then because the government, that whole policy was racist, was based on the idea that Native people are lesser and so we can do whatever we want to them. And like the churches probably felt that they could get away with it because, you know, like nobody cared about Native people back then. Modern day Canada is the different society, different ethic, different mm-hmm. everything. But they're using this cri- this this crisis for their own gain. That's why I agree with this. Believe it or not, as much as I hate the, the graphic, I agree with this. Because this is the exact same argument that Ben Shapiro made when Pierce Pierce Morgan uh, with the gun debate, he was standing on the graves of the of the Sandy Hook. It was a famous famous moment, and he he was right. He's using a crisis, a tragedy, and standing on their graves in order to get what he to to accomplish something else, and it's horrible. So really, the person, the 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 real person that should be like like really like you know held to account is the government yeah. and particularly the fact that Trudeau his father was responsible for launching these like residential schools he was actually one of the governments that managed and ran these schools yeah he has a, he has a definite connection to that i'm not saying he's the one responsible but he is not the right person to be making to to be lecturing people on, on the, like the, 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 the proper right ethics and morality of this Yes, the, the real lesson that we should take him from history is that government should not be forcibly taking like you know, taking kids and you know basically hijacking children from their parents. That should be the lesson that we should be learning. The government should never like forcibly interfere with families because family is the foundation of society. Now but that is not the lesson that we're learning. I, I will clarify some things like. There are some reasons why the go- a government would take a child away from a parent. But they yeah, are not general. ideologically based. And they are especially not religious or culturally based. Mm-hmm. That is... It's immoral in a dozen different ways. Mm-hmm. And should never have been legalized. Like, there is a serious problem with forcibly converting children there's a serious problem with saying that parents have no say in how we raise our children and it is a very scary thing to be facing the prospects of my children entering school when public schools have essentially stated that parents are not the primary educators they are not the ones primarily responsible for the upbringing of children teachers are Mm -hmm. and if judging by what I've seen in some of these public school teachers, I don't want them getting anywhere near my kids. Yeah. Because they're they're unashamed. They have no shame oh, about absolutely this. No they, shame. they brag about it. They openly brag about this idea that they're like that. Remember that lady that we we, we showcased yeah. that in uh, Texas school or uh, Iowa or whatever? Yeah. She was Iowa. saying, like, you know, like she was like, look, we have to like protect our kids. Yeah. And I'm like, they're, they're not yours. your kids. They are the parents' kids. You are you are there as a servant for the parents, but no, that that's a difference. Yeah, you were there I, to I, teach a curriculum. You are not yeah. there to push your ideologic 
ideological values onto a bunch of impressionable students, which is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're, they're basically like you know schools are now indoctrination <clears throat> centers. They're no longer schools. But talking about enforcing ideological values onto children, let's talk oh, about masks are bad for your kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, a new report published by the American Medical Association Journal revealed forcing children to wear masks leads to adverse health effects. JAMA Pediatrics, a top-rated monthly journal published by the AMA, found wearing face masks increases the amount of carbon dioxide in inhaled air to unhealthy levels. The study measured carbon dioxide levels in 45 children ages 6 to 17 while wearing masks. The normal content of CO2 is 400 parts per million, with anything above 2,000 considered unacceptable by the German Federal Environmental Office. Yeah, 2,000. Keep that yeah, number in 2000. mind. That's the maximum. That's, yeah. that's the maximum. The unsafe level. The unsafe, yeah. So, the job report measured averages averages of 13,000 to 13,910 of carbon Danger. dioxide Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. in the inhaled <laughs> air, which is over six times higher than the unsafe threshold. The study also pointed out this measurement was only after three minutes of wearing a mask. Children are, of course, forced to wear masks at school, wearing oh, okay. masks for hours, five days a week. Yeah. They were, it follows a larger German survey of over 25,000 children, which found 68% of them reported head problems while wearing facial coverings. Yeah. Most of the complaints can be understood as consequences of elevated carbon dioxide levels in inhaled air. This is because the dead space volume of the mask, which collects co exhaled carbon dioxide, quickly after a short time. Yeah. This is... You basically... Like, we saw this coming. Yeah. So many people saw this coming. Everybody's like, yeah. no, 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 like, the masks are totally fine, and it's not going to cause any problems with, like, CO2 levels, it's not going to cause any problems with social anxiety. It's done all those things. Yeah. And we've gone over, and we have a very thorough report that we, that Danny put together, and we went over a few months ago, that show that despite all these negative effects of wearing masks, not just for children, but also for adults, masks have zero net effect. It has a statistically insignificant effect on influenza-like illness viral transmission. Yeah. So all of that, all of this wearing masks into stores and outside and everything that they forced us to do, and yeah. they're still forcing us to do in places like Australia and Quebec and Montreal, and Manitoba and Ontario and various places around the world. Yeah. And masks do nothing. Yeah. They are a symbol of compliance. They always have been. And and the thing I hate about it most is like I talk to a lot of Christians and I've gotten actually annoyed at this talking point. Like it's uh, it's like it's so disingenuous and it's like it's it's un it's intellectually dishonest. What they say is that it's not a big deal. It's like it's a minor inconvenience. Mm -hmm. Is there? But what what they're what they're really saying is we we don't we don't care. We're like we're we're just we're willing to do whatever they tell us. We're not willing to do the hard work. And even if we did do the hard work and found out that these things are harmful, we're not willing to do anything about it. It's it's. And here's the thing: if you're a parent, like if you're a parent, what is the what is your big big concern? You're concerned about your children. You want to protect them. Why do parents like you know like you know agonize about what to feed their children? You know, like oh, like well, I want to make sure that they eat healthy. I want to make sure that they don't have too much sugar. I want to make sure that they 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 play that they're when they're playing outside that they're safe. This is like this is the thing that parents always worry about, right? 
But now here's the problem. I see so many parents out there like with their little tiny kids and those kids are wearing masks. And like, yes, that's their kids. They have the right to, you know, decide what they want. But what really bothers me is I can almost guarantee you these parents have no idea of the science. They have zero idea that kids are at very, very little, tiny risk of, of, uh, of uh, dying from COVID. Like their the risk is so, it's so minor. Infinitesimally small. Infinitesimally small. And then on top of that, the fact that kids don't spread it. So you could be like, oh, well, they won't die, but maybe they'll pass it on to grandma and grandpa. No, they won't because you don't know the studies that show that that doesn't happen. Like, oh, well, maybe, you know, but we might get in trouble. It's like, well, yes, but your kid is actually being actively harmed. And you are part of that because by forcing your kid to wear a mask all day, you are actually harming your own child. You're yes. actively participating in the harm of your own child. And here's the big thing is that, these masks were not designed to be worn for hours at a time. They're surgical masks. Surgeries don't yeah. last eight hours. I mean, some of them do, but like they, they, they'll, they'll constantly take breaks in between. Like these children are, are expected to go to school and wear these for eight freaking hours. Yeah. And they can't take them off for any reason. And they're even supposed to be doing um, like sports and active mm -hmm. like, you know, activities, wearing these things. You have any idea how much harm you're doing to your child by like letting them do that? You, and, and and the fact that you're complying with schools and you're not fighting back against school boards that are making these things mandatory means that you you abandon your child to, to then you you're like you know what I I don't mind you can harm my child go yeah. for it it's no problem right and this is this is this should be infuriating to parents it should be and if it, it should be infuriating to watch parents actively harm their own kids and it's all out of ignorance. It's yeah. completely out of ignorance. Mm. But like, the, the thing I like to say, if you if you like if you play hockey and someone says, Oh, you know what? We want you to be safe, but you know what? Wear a toque. It's like, well, why don't I wear a helmet? Like, no, no, toque's fine. Just wear a toque, you know, yeah. everywhere you go. It's like that toque is not designed to protect you in hockey or football as a helmet. That's not what it was designed to do. Similarly, a mask, these these masks that this kid's wearing, that's not what it was designed. It's not designed to stop viruses it's designed to stop bacteria and to stop fluid but they they've lied to you you've bought the lie that these things are protecting you and your children and like at this point you've had enough time to look into this now you're just you know harming yeah. your kid now you're just acting out of complete ignorance yeah and, and it's it's ignorance that causes harm especially after a significant amount of time has passed if there has been a significant amount of time and the data is relatively available. Your ignorance is your own problem. Yeah. You, you are now responsible. You can't say like, well, I didn't know I was harming my kids. You've yeah. had time. Now it's on you. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like sometimes it's not a matter of ignorance. Sometimes it is a matter of prominent organizations like the WHO in this instance suppressing data. And that is a key problem that we've been facing during COVID-19 with these prominent organizations with the CDC and the WHO and Health Canada and everywhere else, practically around the entire globe. And they're all suppressing data regarding prominent treatments. And that is really, really terrifying. But going directly into the story and directly into this one specific issue, the Indian Bar Association has taken legal action. So this is from last month, but it's still relatively new. 
against the World Health Organization's chief scientist, Dr. Sumya Swaminathan, for her alleged role in spreading disinformation on the use of ivermectin to treat COVID-19. The association served a legal notice on May 25th, claiming that she was spreading disinformation and misguiding the people of India in order to fulfill her agenda and sought to prevent her from causing further damage. They further say that Swaminathan, in her statements against the use of ivermectin, ignored research and clinical trials from two organizations, the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance and the British Ivermectin Recommendation Development, who had presented That's solid good. data, BIRD. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's actually a good, uh, good acronym. Yeah. Solid data showing ivermectin prevents and treats COVID-19. Dr. Swaminathan has ignored these studies and reports and has deliberately suppressed the data regarding effectiveness of the drug ivermectin with an intent to dissuade the people of India from using ivermectin, the state, the plaintiff said. In a May 10th tweet that has since been deleted after the notice was issued, Swaminathan wrote, Safety and efficacy are important when using any drug for any new indication. The WHO re recommends against the use of ivermectin for COVID-19 except within clinical trials. This is garbage. Oh, it's completely garbage. It has no basis in reality. And if anybody was examining this, and if you want a source for how effective ivermectin is, even on a grand scale, with little to no side effects, there is a study where they essentially took state by state in Peru, and they said, okay, like these are the states that are not using ivermectin, these are the states that aren't that are using ivermectin and the ones that were using ivermectin as a treatment in combinations with its other, um, what is it? The effective dosages of the prospective drugs, the fatality rate dropped by 70, rates. 75% yep. within 45 days for the entire, for the into all the states, every single one that used ivermectin, whereas the yep. states that did not, did not see such a decline. It was much, much less. Yeah. And, and the big thing is like that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine have, have had so many like, like really solid studies behind them. Yeah. Like, like that they're, I don't know if they're comparable, but they're definitely right up there and possibly more uh, reputable than, uh, than the vaccines. Oh, because they've had easily. so many studies behind them. That like the the safety rating of these 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 uh, treatments are completely off the charts. Now, here's oh, the it's thing. so much safer than using oh, these vaccines. So much safer. And here's here's the thing: there's no reason why you can't do these all at the same time. There's no reason why you can't like have your um, you know like if people want to have their vaccine, like go for it. But they can still do vaccines. They can do ivermectin and they can do hydroxychloroquine or vitamin D like supplements. All these kind of things. There is a genuine disingen like there's a there's a very like naked attack and it's it's so clear to see that it's partisan. So oh, the background to the story, the background. There was uh there's a the biggest state, the biggest like uh, I don't know if it's provinces or states in India, but the biggest like you know uh like government in in uh, in India, the biggest like region. They had like I think it was like 250 million like people there. Now they they knew that they're not going to be able to get the vaccines in a in a timely manner to them, so they're like, "What can we do?" So they tried ivermectin on a big scale, and they gave it as a prophylactic. That means that you give it to people uh -huh. before they're sick, and hopefully that'll also keep them from getting sick and from being contagious. What they found was that this was proving to be insanely effective, and their numbers were like totally completely down. 
And so if you really honestly look at what the WHO did, they're like, this is making us look bad. This is giving credibility to ivermectin. We don't want ivermectin to be a thing. So we're going to shut you down. Yeah. And so the, the, the Indian uh, Supreme Court actually said, like, no, you're not allowed to do this. And what's happening is that WHO is going against the Indian high court. They're defying the high court and trying to block this thing. And so now they're, they're threatening that, yeah, we're going after you because this is a very serious thing that you're doing. You are defying the highest court of a like, you know, major country. And saying like, oh, you know, like, you know, here's the middle finger. Let's, we're still going to stop you from, from being able to uh, get ivermectin to your people. So this is a very serious legal battle. Oh, yeah. And the WHO is losing a lot of credibility over this one. And they should. Oh, yeah. Because well, every, no every major medical organization around the world that has declined to even do proper clinical trials on ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or mm-hmm. who has essentially said, well, no, these treatments are dangerous and we should be relying solely on an untested vaccine. Every single one of those health organizations should be called out and publicly lambasted. And frankly, anybody that has been like harmed by the vaccine should be suing these organizations because none of this would have happened. None of those deaths, none of those serious effects would have happened if we had been saying, you don't have to take the vaccine you can choose to have natural immunity and take these therapeutics and take these pharmaceuticals to recover naturally. We would have and, seen and think of- far less side effects and far less death because this stuff is readily available and it's cheap. And think about the, the incredible double standard. They are actively, aggressively, and dishonestly suppressing the, the full scale of the danger and the harms from vaccines. They're mm-hmm. doing it on purpose. They're, they're, like lowering the numbers or trying to say like, oh, that's not related. And yet they're they're exaggerating and, and totally hyperinflating the supposed harms of these these other like, you know, mm-hmm. therapeutics. They're totally like and they're not even like legitimate because these the both these drugs have been proven to be insanely safe, safe. after years and years of trials and and tests and, you know, like real, real, real use. So there's a there's a legitimate case for crimes against humanity here because if you knowingly and intentionally like withhold medicine or treatment that could save people's lives, you do it on purpose and it can be proven and, and it can be proven in these cases, then all of these ma- major people and organizations can be sued as crimes against humanity, which is serious. It is serious because they, and they it should be responsible for millions of deaths right now. Yeah. Yeah. And on that somber note, let's talk about uh, such a somber note. <laughs> such a somber note. Let's talk about how Biden is still desperate to get Americans vaccinated as the Delta variant spreads. Biden suggests a door-to-door vaccination effort because that'll work. So yeah, that'll make the more transmissible the Delta variants is dominant in at least five states so far. He's proposed local door-to-door initiatives as mass vaccine sites close. The Washington Post ABC News poll found that 29% of Americans say they most likely won't take the vaccine. Go America. Uh, yeah, twenty. well, 29% is... Well, that's basically what we have in Alberta. Yeah, that's basically... Well, no, I th- Alberta, what we have is... We have like Seven, 70, Over 70%. We have 76% most... have taken Windows. 
Yeah, yeah. But you have to remember, too, that a lot of the people who took the vaccine here didn't want to. Yeah. Like, like it was like about people excessive who coercion. Yeah, like they're like, you can't travel if you don't get vaccinated. That's when my mom took it. Yeah. She doesn't she wants to travel. Mm-hmm. And so they basically blackmailed her. So yeah, they did. So in a press briefing on Tuesday, Biden said mass vaccination sites across the country are closing. And now we need to go community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to help get to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. Ah, if only there was some other medicine or yeah. treatment out there that could help. Mm-hmm. Experts have said communities with the least vaccination rates are more at risk from outbreaks caused by the more transmissible Delta variant, which originated in India. Bum, bum, bum. I know. The variant may, <laughs> must, may also be able to evade protection from existing vaccines, as Insider's Area Bendix reported. Well, oh, no we duh. Must, well, we must find some way of dealing with... Oh, new vaccine. Hey, solve it. Yeah, the vax the variance has already been found in all fifty states and is dominant in five, including California. It's expected to be the most dominant strain in the country in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. It poses the most risks to the unvaccinated. A recent Associated uh... Press analysis found that almost all of the COVID nineteen deaths in the United States are amongst those who are unvaccinated. Yeah, yeah that's a lie. except they're not actually reporting cases on those who are vaccinated. So. That's not yeah. really true. Let's spin with those numbers yeah, a little let's, bit. Like, let's nobody just spin will know. these stories through the narrative spin. washing machine. Yeah. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. Like, I, I remember seeing some people th- you know, like respond to this on Twitter. And they were, like, they were making some pretty, like, you know, like, pretty brutal, like, connections to, like, you know, like, the, the Soviets and Nazis. Like, you know, like, Gestapo and the KGB coming to people's doors and looking like, where's the Jews? Where's the, it's like, where's the unvaccinated? Where the unvaccinated? Where's the unvaccinated? You need to get vaccinated. Well, and it really it really raises some questions. Like, what are they going to use as their as their information for this? Are they just going to go by okay, like this in this group, this percentage of the population? So we're just going to go door to door and go to every single door, or are they actually going to go and elicit and steal and take by force and criminally? access people's medical records so that they can specifically target those who are unvaccinated. Yeah. It re- like judging by it's what the crazy. judging by what the associ- the establishment has been doing in the past few weeks, like looking mm-hmm. back at what they did to Tucker Carlson and we know now that they actually did illegally access his information yeah. and target him. Why would we think that they wouldn't do this for those who were unvaccinated? Like this, the government under Biden and the government was doing the same thing under Obama. And this government will target those who they de- they define or they deem to be dissidents. Yeah, they're laying the groundwork for the, the two tier system that they're going to install in the future, which is basically the, you know, that the, there's going to we're going to have a segregation. We're, we're bringing segregation back. We are. That's what we're doing. We're bringing it's just a segregation different, different back. Uh, <laughs> that was awful. That was awful. <laughs> I just forget the song. But here's Sexy the thing. Um, uh, Dr. Michael Yeadon had a study, and I remember reading it uh, a little bit ago. And essentially, they were studying, they were looking at the, the, the new variants, all these variants that they came up with, like, you know. Um, and what, what they found in that study was really interesting. Um, they said that, like, of all the variants, have a 0.3% difference from the original strain of COVID. And he said, like, 
for somebody who works in virology and these kind of like things, that is nothing. That mm-hmm. is a tiny difference. He like he said, for example, the the uh the the, the SARS virus from like 2003 was 20% different than the COVID virus today, and yet the protection, the the T cell immunity protection that people had developed during the SARS epidemic, they it that protected them from COVID. So they actually had protection from like a virus that's 20% different. And now they're trying to tell you that, oh, this virus is 0.3% different, but the vaccine can't stop it. It's unstoppable. It's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. They're, they're, so basically, the, the, the short, short end of it is they're lying to you. Uh-huh. They're lying to you through their teeth. And they're telling you that these variants are always going to be around. They're always going to be deadly. They're always going to be super contagious. And we're always going to be in threat. They're basically making a never-ending like pandemic. It's just like there's just yep. never ends. It's always coming back. This is lies. You're being lied to. And the reason you believe it is because you're not you're not actually looking into it. Yeah. You're really. just believing whatever they tell you. Yeah, and when you, they've already been proven. Yeah. And when you believe whatever they tell you, then you end up doing things like this. You end up getting your own kids vaccinated for disease, yeah. like we said, which has an infinitesimal chance of killing a child. And they gave this vaccine to a 13-year-old Michigan boy, and he died. Yep. So he died after Are receiving COVID-19. One? Oh, he's not the only one, but he's, of course, oh, I think not. he's the youngest one. So, CDC is aware of a 13-year-old boy in Michigan who died after receiving a COVID-19 vaccination. This case is currently under investigation. Until the investigation is complete, it is premature to assign a specific cause of death. Bull crap. Yeah, they're just trying to find a way out. You have a a perfectly healthy 13-year-old, and they say that, and he died two days after getting the COVID-19 shot. Medical examiner for Saginaw County said Friday his office for the county health department are looking into the death of 13-year-old Jacob Clinic, who died in his sleep after receiving a shot of the vaccine. He could not disclose which vaccine Jacob received or when he received it. We're looking at toxicology, tissue reports, blood work. There will be discussions with the CDC and Michigan Department of Health. Obviously, everyone is concerned with this case. We're doing everything we can as far as testing and potential problems related to the young man's death. And... Where does it where does it say? Um, oh, it doesn't say it in this story. But what is it? Oh, like what symptoms he had prior to death, and mm. his parents. There's another story, and I can link it in the description. But when they were talking about how he died, it was like, oh, like he didn't have anything the day of. The next day, he had stomach pains, fatigue, and flu-like symptoms, and that night he died. That's terrifying. Yeah. To have basically no symptoms and a perfectly healthy young boy, and he dies like that. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens when you take a drug, when you take an experimental vaccine that hasn't been fully tested, especially not in young children. And like they didn't even know when they were conducting the health trials, they did not even know that there is a crazy high risk of developing myocarditis and other really serious heart issues after taking the vaccine in younger men. Yep. In Israel, and you can also link this, 
there is a 3,000 times greater risk of developing myocarditis in the, infect in the vaccinated public than in the general public. 3,000 times more likely. And myocarditis is usually the stepping stone to other far more serious heart conditions. Yeah, it's a lifelong kind of condition. It's like you're 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 pretty much you're you're pretty much putting yourself you're you're you're, you're, just, you're opening the door to heart attacks. Oh, it's brutal. Uh, but the, here's the thing: like you know, okay, one thing people don't understand. They 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 say like you know, oh, there's but there's so few cases of of these things happening. I'm like, no. What happens is, like the only time they admit that there's a possibility the vaccine might have caused something. Is when it's, there is absolutely no way, proximity. no way to deny. There's no other possible explanation. Yeah. So the people who got those like uh, blood clots in their brains, those things are super rare for people of their age, which is why they, they they're like, okay, we can't we can't come up with another like excuse, excuse for this one. For this. So we're so now we're gonna be like, okay, we admit it that like, this this caused it. But how many hundreds, thousands of people have died? For something, but it's it was like maybe a several weeks or a month or something like that after the vaccine. Yeah. And how many of them the vaccine may have caused that death? But because it's so such such a long distance, they can be like, oh, that's that's not related. See, like they 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 go they do mental gymnastics to call any death a COVID death, but then they do no mental gymnastics, gymnastics to get out to of try it. to like to get out of it vaccine. and to say like this isn't causing it, right? Yeah. So. This is this is heartbreaking, and I actually joined a uh, Facebook group. It's uh, about like you know vaccine deaths and harms and all that. It has like ninety thousand members. Mm -hmm. It was pretty impressive, yeah. and the stories on there are oh heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Now here's the thing: your kid, let let's say for example, Stephen, one of your kids, like or like let's say so, like let's say what one parent has uh, like a thirteen year old kid, right? Okay, what are the chances of them? That kid dying from COVID, like tiny, right? Even One in about one hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, so it's tiny. It's like they have a higher chance of dying from a lightning strike or in a car accident. Yeah, but you give them like one of these vaccines. Yes, there's a chance that they could like that this vaccine could do it, but the harms of this vaccine are far worse than possible um, harms you can get from from COVID because with COVID, the worst. Case scenario, they die. And that's very tiny, tiny fraction tiny, of children. Tiny. But then with these vaccines, yes, they could die from the vaccine, but like like this, like this boy in Michigan, but they could also develop some extremely dangerous, irreversible, and very long-term medical conditions that they will have to live with for their entire lives. That is a huge risk. And they're not even being informed of it, which is horrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really horrible. So yeah it's, it's really awful what they're doing right now in this world yeah and that's of course not even that's half of it and then we spoke earlier about how they're trying to create a segregated society about those who are vaccinated and those who are unvaccinated and quebec is going to going a couple steps further and they're going to actively use vaccine passports to limit access to non-essential services if COVID-19 situations worsens, which inevitably which they're going to will. make it worse. It will. So Legault government plans to use proof of vaccination to limit people's access to non-essential services if the COVID-19 situation worsens in the fall. The Minister of Health and Social Services, Christian Dubé, 
made it clear that the rollout of the vaccine passport will not happen until all eligible Quebecers have had a chance to receive two doses of the vaccine, which is estimated to happen around September 1st. That's less than two months away, people. It will not be used, however, for access to public or essential services. At a news conference Thursday afternoon, the minister said rather than locking down sectors of the economy, the vaccine passport will be used to limit access to places like bars, gyms, contact sports, and other activities deemed high or moderate risk. Also deemed high or moderate risk of actually having a healthy social and physical lifestyle. Yep. Because they want you to be fat. Yep. They do not want you to be healthy because they want the government to have complete control of your life and the government controls healthcare here in Canada. Yeah. He yeah, said it's the, the people's... Well, I'm just going to go over this one last paragraph. He go said it's the people's right to choose not to get the vaccine. He said those who choose not to get immunized might be required to self-isolate, get tested, or not have access to some activities. Given the example of a spike in cases in a specific region, instead of closing down high-contact locations for a specific period, only the persons that have a double dose can continue to go to the gym. Segregated society, people. Segregated society. That's what they're making. And they have no intention of hiding that. And that's, it's really, really scary. But they don't care. They know that some people are going to see this. They know that some people are going to actively speak out against it. But right now, they also know that the mass public or the general public will just continue to go along with it. Because they have control, and they have essentially stated, if you oppose us, there will be fines, and they'll be taking away your liberties and sending you to jail, and a lot of people are afraid of that. Yeah, and I think that the, one, of, one of the big problems is that Canada and Australia have both been criticized heavily for having some of the most, like, weak and uh, compliant citizens. Like, I'll, I'll say this, Europe, Europe has a very strong protest culture. Yeah, they do. They're, huge in the protest and they they will push back hard against governments like you know like pushing pushing them like down america also has the same culture yeah. they will they will not put up with governments like in way too many like you know like uh way too many like you know um uh liberties on their freedoms and all that canada is and, and i hate to say this i've said this for a long time canadians are very compliant to a fault and so this is where this is where this is heading. Now, here's the problem. Um, they're like, first, I've met way too many businesses, way too many employees that they don't even realize that what they're doing is is like discrimination. They're yep. actively discriminating against people with medical disabilities. Co-op is an absolute travesty because the fact that they don't allow uh, any exemptions means yep. that they are actively discriminating. So if you if you thought like historically, oh, like it was terrible that we had internment camps for the Japanese during World War II. Oh, it was terrible what we did to the natives. Oh, it was terrible what we did to um, you know, like to to different, you know, communities in different like, you know, places. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's terrible that we discriminated against the people. Yeah. But suddenly people are like totally cool with discrimination and they don't even and they say like, Oh, this isn't discrimination. I'm like, you're a moron. And I've actually called people you're out on that. You're like you are literally like just you just don't want absolutely to think, incompetent. You, you just don't want to think that this is discrimination, but you have yeah. not thought it through. You are discriminating, and it's, and they say like, "Well, it's my job." It's like your job is to discriminate. If, yeah. if your company told you, "Oh, by the way, we're not allowing black people in here anymore," uh, you know, for X reason, you know, 
are you going to be like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. my job. It's my job. It's my job to do it. And they're like, well, no, I won't do that. I'm like, oh, so you're already you wouldn't it. discriminate against black people, but you're okay with this, but you're okay with discriminating against disabled people. That's what you're saying. Against and Christians, are, discriminating against yeah, whites. All this, all this stuff, right. It's yeah, all it's just, just progression. Yeah. Like people and that do, people that weren't seeing yeah. what was going on in Alberta between the churches and the mosques and people were that were outright denying. And it's like, how can you be so blind? Like, you cannot allow there to be hundreds of people gathered within a mosque and not allow there to be 15 people within a church. Yeah. That is active and blatant discrimination. But so many people tried to pass it off, tried to claim that, no, this isn't actually happening. It's just a figment of your imagination. So, no, there's video evidence. There's this, there's that, there's this. And they're like, nope, it's not happening. This is a conspiracy. Full blindness, yeah. Like, it's full past it's full, time. Willful, it's full past time. Willful blindness. You should be apologizing to your conspiracy yeah. theorist friends and family members because they <laughs> yeah. were damn right every single yeah. flipping time. And they yeah. will be right. We will be right. Like, I'm going to say right now, my guesstimate, October 22nd. That's going to be my guess for when they're going to lock us down again here in Alberta. Mm -hmm. It's bound to be before the end of November. And it's going to be much quicker than last year, because they know that yeah. people will follow. So yeah, yeah, mid-October, yeah. mid-October, there's going to yeah. be a spike in flu cases, and they're going to be like the Delta variant. So there's going to be another variant, I guess, by then. They're going to be like, yeah. oh, well, the Delta variants and these other variants are super duper scary. And so the Alpha variant. if the you're vaccinated, variant. then you the can participate variant. in regular society. And if you're not vaccinated, then you basically have to stay at home and cower. Yeah. And here's the thing. They, this, this, all of this, people have forgotten that the government's responsibility is to prove that they're, they're, that they have a right, that mm -hmm. they're right in violating the charter. They still haven't done this after 15 freaking months. They still haven't proven that lockdowns work, that masks work, that the vaccines are like, you know, actually working, that all of these policies that they're doing are based on science and they are absolutely reasonable and legitimate violations of the charter people have actually forgotten that the government is violating the charter the charter is meant over to protect and you over and, and, over. and they just keep doing it and now people are being taught like told that oh exercising your your charter rights is it's criminal I'm like no no that are there to protect you and the fact that you're not fighting for them means that you're basically want to give the government oh Basically, right now the government is basically like the the emperor yeah, from, Star, from Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, like Emperor uh, Palpatine. He's I basically do not like, want he's these like powers nice that are foisted upon me, but in an emergency, I will take them, and I will give them back when this crisis is over. And it's like you know, it's and, like, the and end, then when the and then when the crisis comes, and it's like, yeah, I have made the first galactic empire. <laughs> That's how democracy dies with applause. Yeah. My favorite thing is like, you know, it's like, I, this yeah. <laughs> but the thing is like, it, it's, it's, it's funny because yeah, it's like unlimited power. That's pretty much Trudeau and like every other oh, government yeah. right now. Like, we have like unlimited power. We can do what we want and all that. Yeah. It's funny, but it's sad because it's so true. Well, so true to what is going on. Yeah. They have basically ran over you roughshod for a year and you've just taken it. Well, and you they're not, that they're not. It's not just that you've just taken it. They're expecting you 
to after they've run over your rights, run over your businesses, and destroyed any sense of or semblance of freedom that you've had, they're expecting you to praise them. Thank you. They're like, look at how good a job we did at like suppressing this thing that wasn't really a threat to begin with, and because we did this amazing job after we taken away all your freedoms and liberties, you should be thanking us because we are your benevolent overlords, and because we're your benevolent overlords. We will temporarily give you your freedoms back. And it's like, that's not yeah. how freedoms or the government works. The government yep. is there to protect our freedoms, sometimes mm -hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, I, I think that the problem is modern-day people have no... And this is the problem. Like, they, they have no clue about history. They don't know history at all. I study history. I see these, I see these lessons everywhere. It's like... Do you when you start to believe that your government can do no wrong, that your government is like wonderful and and, and beautiful and, and can never do anything evil and all that, you have swallowed the biggest lie. Yeah. And you and, and I hate to say this, I don't want to say this, but I, I kind of have to sometimes. It's like you deserve what you're getting. Yeah. Because you have bought a complete lie. You're basically being brought into a cult and you're being asked to drink the Kool-Aid. And you did have just like you did happily. And it's the problem is that people are so, and I think it's just basically laziness. Yeah. Like it is uh, at this point, like early on, it's, maybe it's people have that chance. Faith. At this point, it's just blind faith is laziness. They can't be bothered. All they care about is their own little, yeah. like all little like bubble of, of my life. Like, Oh, my little slice of pie. That's all I care about. I just care about me. And as long as my work is unaffected, as long as I can still, do my own things as long as I can still watch TV and do my own thing. As long as they don't really mess with me, I'm fine with this. Yeah. Meanwhile, people are being like, like killed left, right, and center. People are dying. Like, okay, people have died this year because of our government. Our yeah. government refused to allow ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin D, all these things. People are dead because of them. Yeah. People are dead because of lockdowns. People, people are, are dead because dead they refuse. Because of suicide. People are dead because they canceled the treatments, they canceled surgeries. Your government kill people. Yeah, let that thing sink in for a second. We've we like whenever the government, whenever the media talks about like everything that's going on, they say like, well, it's COVID. COVID caused this. COVID like you know, oh, it's all COVID. They always pin it on COVID, but no, COVID does not shut down schools. COVID does not, uh, you know, like you know, punish people for breaking the law. COVID doesn't do any of these things. That's the government, and the government has killed people. We just don't want to think of it that way. We're like, no. oh, it's all COVID. No. Yeah. no. Your government has blood on its hands. COVID did and not the fact cause that this. You are defending them, the fact that you are defending a government that has blood on its hands should really make you think twice. And I've told this to Christian. I'm like, no. there is there is a lot of, like, you know, a lot of verses throughout the Bible that warn. God says, be careful about who you support and who you associate with, because I will hold you responsible for who you're you're uh, in yeah. league with and who you pair up with, and the fact that churches are actively enforcing the policies that are killing people, yeah, that should really put send a send a, a chill down your spine. Yeah, because if you're a church that is enforcing this, you're part of it, yeah. and God isn't blind, no. and He's not blind to this, and you should really be thinking twice about what you're doing. Should, yeah, yeah. that's exceptionally well put, and it's a very yeah. Very somber, but it's a very true place to end on for today's episode. So, now, yeah, go like, ahead. Last, last, last thing. I want to leave it on a, on a happy note. Okay, so first of all, Try. I am I am glad <laughs> that that 
I'm glad that everything's open. I really am. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that people can finally go see their friends, go see their families. I'm glad that we don't have to wear masks anymore. I'm, I'm glad about all these things, even though I know that later on something's something's going to, like, they're going to bring it back. I'm glad that things are good, good now. And I really want people to really enjoy themselves because I don't want them to get used to thinking that the way that things have been for the last 15 months is the way it always will be. Like, no, I'm hoping that this time will help people realize, no, we don't want, we want this normal. We don't want that other normal. And I'm hoping that people will finally start to like, you know, get get awake, really. Use this time to to realize, I don't want what they've been giving us. I want this. This is this is the right way to live. So yeah, just enjoy it. But we are your anti-government woke regimen. Yeah. <laughs> Awake, awake, awaken, sleeper. awaken, or sleeper. Be aware <laughs> the government is not your friend. Mm -hmm. So, actually, this is where we're going to end the episode for today. Yeah. Yay! Anti government <laughs> rhetoric is the way to end. Yeah, Freedom. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, if you have like been staying sir. with us through all this time, thank you for watching yeah. and listening. If you are following us on any of our various platforms, from Facebook to t not on Twitter, Facebook to YouTube, BitChute, <laughs> and TikTok, which we actually just surpassed 2,000 followers on TikTok, so that's fun. Mostly because I make videos that troll the Chinese. <laughs> they get really angry at me for that, but it's always so fun. So many bot followers. So many bot followers, but that's always... It gets the message out there, and I think all of our videos on TikTok have, like, more than 200 views, so that's totally cool with me. So... And, of course, if you're following us on any of our podcast platforms, don't forget to give us a like and download our content and share it with your friends. I so, will say, I, I've, been, I've been listening to like uh, some of the videos I can't be part of on Spotify. And if you're at work or you know just driving or something like that, like audiobook, like this, this, this whole thing works really well for audio. Yeah. Because we, we basically read through the articles and talk about them. So it's, it's, yeah, I definitely recommend, like, try to, you know, Listen to on audio, you'll, you'll you'll actually really like it. Yeah, and like all of our content is fairly accessible in terms of all the various platforms that it's on, and we're gonna try and expand to more platforms if we feel like the desire is there. Yeah, but uh, one brief announcement, of course, for next week we're going back to our every two weeks in the no episode. So hopefully we can make it happen on Thursday. And I haven't gotten any other feedback, so as far as I know, we will still be doing the episode on COVID-19 therapeutics. Yeah. Which should be a very interesting episode, very informative, and it will be filled with studies to counter the vaccine propaganda. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that, check it out, and prepare to be informed, because it's going to be a fact-filled episode. And we're going to try and keep it under two hours. <laughs> try. Good luck. We have like hydroxychloroquine and, and ivermectin, and vitamin yeah. D, and there's a couple other ones out there. I don't know if you know that. Well, yeah, we'll primarily but focus those on are, those are the main ones. Yeah, those are the main ones, and then we'll talk about the ones which the government has presented, like remdesivir, and why that was a complete sham and just a money-making scheme. Mm -hmm. So, as always, here at the Half Blind Hecklers, we may be blind, but we can still see the truth. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night, mm -hmm. and of course, God bless.